yeah. Smith's the encore. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Crew, yeah. Check. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Ain't no other talk show hot as this. Cover every sport and we get it all right. Log on the site, you can listen tonight. Talk about the game, who in first place. You can even call up, state your own case. Football, b-ball, soccer too. Log on, ain't nobody stopping you. It's fantasy, sports, and politics. Crew, yeah, come on. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Crew, yeah. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Crew, Hello everyone and welcome once again to this fine fall Thursday It's 8pm and if you listen to me right now It's the FSP Crew Show I am JTAK that A the master and I'm also joined by my esteemed co-host Jeff the Joker And uh we make up, like I said, the FSB Crew Show. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. i say that again, 347-637-3220 is a place to be if you want to talk to Jeff or me. we got a fine show in store for you today. I'm going to talk up until game time about Major League Baseball, some also-rans, some firings, uh, and things happening in, in Major League Baseball, uh, including right now. And then we're going to transition into uh, the um, uh, Thursday night game, which features, and I got my I got my uh, um, jersey on, and it's an Arian Foster jersey, game jersey, uh, the Houston Texans, my team, against the Indianapolis Colts, the Houston Texans, just for your reference, before I bring in my two two co-hosts, have not beaten um, the Tex. Uh, excuse me, the Indianapolis Colts have defeated the Texans ever since Andrew Luck has been on board, and uh, it's been a long time. Uh, this may be one of the best shots <laughs> for it to happen, but we'll get into that after we talk about Major League Baseball. Right now, I want to bring in my two esteemed co-host Jeff the Joker and, and, and Mike Wright, Jeff being my fellow Jersey guy and Mike Wright being from the DMV area. Uh, if, for those who don't know, the, uh, the um, down near the uh, Washington, excuse me, down near the nation's capital. So excited. That I can't think straight. Nation's capital uh, is where Mike is. So I'm going to bring him in and then we're going to start the show. What's up, Jeff? And then Mike. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Black. What's up? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Good to be here. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right. Before we get into the football, because there's, there's some fantasy football that Jeff and I ha- had uh, going up, head up in two leagues. But we'll, we'll get to that after we talk about the Major League Baseball. Because there's been going, some things going on, and Jeff in, in this area uh, knows it well. and uh, um, And Mike in his area – Knows it well, um, and I'm going to go start uh, with Mike. There, there, there's no baseball in this area. <laughs> <laughs> well, not right now. And right now, from what I understand, uh, Mike, we're going to start from the south and work our way up north. Um, seems like, 
and, and I don't think we addressed it or maybe happened after we were on Thursday night last week, that uh, uh, Jonathan Papelbon, who quite naturally the season is over for the uh, Nationals, um, decided that uh, he didn't like what uh, um, uh, Bryce Harper was doing on the field or performing, uh, running, a, running a grounder out or whatever it was. And they got into a verbal altercation, which led to a physical altercation, which led to um, Jonathan Papovan choking Bryce Harper. And, it, and, and it, consequently, he got uh, suspended for the rest of the year. Um, and uh, um, and then the aftermath, uh, after the season, is that the manager, which probably had lost the locker room long ago, um, and, and it, and it uh, uh, showed probably on the field, the, the, the play of the um, players, um, Black, Mike, talk to me about your team, the Washington Nationals, and how they imploded and, and, and uh, succumbed to the pressure, I guess, of um, all the expectations that were um, pushed on them at the beginning of the baseball season. Talk to me. Yeah, they were a victim of their own hype, and Matt Williams was not able to cope. <laughs> It was just a terrible, terrible season. I, I, I remember Jason Work saying something maybe about two or three months ago in an audio clip talking about Matt Williams saying, that, when did you realize you lost the locker room? When I heard that clip, that was two or three months ago, I, I knew trouble was on the horizon. The Papa Bond thing just exacerbated things. Uh, I thought it was Bush League and Papa Bond and something like that. You mm-hmm. keep that stuff in the clubhouse. Everybody is talking about the quote unquote unwritten rules. The Bryce Harper doesn't know about the unwritten rules. Come on, man. This, the stuff just got blown up out of proportion. Right now, we're a team with no coaching staff. The whole coaching staff has been fired. Um, there's been rumblings here that maybe Kyle Ripken was on a uh, on the short list guy to come into mind. It's, I have no clue, no direction of what they're going to do. I haven't heard any other candidates, but Kyle Ripken. It's a, a wait-and-see process right now. but definitely a disappointing season for the Washington Nationals. All right. Uh, before I give you – you know, I'm going to give you a follow-up question, and then I'm going to give uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Jeff a, a, a chance to talk on it, and also going to bring in another uh, – uh, guest um, who's appearing uh, for the first time in a while. Um, who do you think, uh, or what type of coach do you think this team needs? I think Bryce Harper is totally out of control, and that's just my opinion. Um, and, and in my opinion, they need a, a disciplinarian type of coach, and I don't think Cal Ripon's going to do that. What kind of coach do you expect uh, or wish or hope that they bring in to um, run this team? Well, I think they had a disciplinarian coach, David Johnson. We saw how that worked out. Me, in my opinion, I think that I'd like to see, and I, I don't know how I can equate him to baseball, but I'd like to see a, a Phil Jackson type come on in, a guy who can manage egos and get these guys all on the same page and working towards one goal. That's getting getting this championship. I, I don't even know who's out there on the horizon to even bring that. All right. What about the What about the you, Jeff? What's your What's your opinion on on 
the implosion of the uh, Nationals uh, and uh, who they who you think or, or may, they should bring in to to run that team right you now? You know, uh, I don't really follow uh, baseball too much. Uh, I mean, uh, I guess it sounds like the Nationals. Uh, Based on young talent, people expected big things, and then when it uh, doesn't happen, you know, then there's problems. I'll tell you, though, uh, I, I hate the so many of these unwritten rules in baseball because yeah, yeah, I think I half of them are getting made up as they go along. And my thing is, you know, these cats need to just shut their pie holes and just play the game. You know, don't worry about other people. Just do what you got to do. If you don't like what someone else is doing, ignore it, you know. But just there's too much, oh, this guy's doing this and this guy's doing that. They're like little children. I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Okay. Um, I'm going to bring in um, um, uh, a caller that uh, has not been on the show in a while, but we always welcome him when he does come on. What's up, Victor? How you doing? Well, it's me. It's me. It's hey, uh, What's going on, bro? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, uh, and I hate your league. Uh, I can't win it, but that's okay. That That's going to change this oh, week I'm when I beat ha- you. I'm having the same problems. <laughs> the same problems that I'm having in the fantasy game with football is the same problems I'm having in the real game with football. Hey, what can I tell you? What can I tell you? Jeff and I know how to do it. You guys, you know, you're still learning. Hey, hey, Jerry, really, really, really? I think I'm number, what, one in in, in neighborhood? And uh, where are you at again? Okay, all right, Jeff is number wait a minute, two. Wait a minute, Victor, Victor if he, don't, you, you don't want to compare. You don't want to compare. Hey, we're in three leagues. Hey, we You're can in compare three, all day. We, in, we are in three leagues together. I'm three and one and one. Well, Jonathan and I'm, uh, and I'm four. Yeah, okay. I'm four and oh in the other. And... It just so happens, and I'm coming back in this one. Um, I'm one and one and two, one and three in the in the first league. I got a slow start, but it's not how you start; it's how you finish. That, so good point, good point. So you might be four and zero oh now, but you're going to finish like four and what eight? But okay. Anyway, anyway, talk uh, to me about your nationals. About, okay, since I don't have a lot of minutes, uh, I, I will jump on this. Uh, uh, listen, Washington Nationals were a utter disappointment this year. Uh, they had a collapse. And I'm not going to say just because the Mets picked up Cespedes and a few other folks that that was the difference in, as to why they overtook the Nationals. The Nationals just totally collapsed from the uh, from inside out. They concaged uh, inward. And the, the problem that I see there is um, – you have Bryce, who's the guy right now, young talent, uh, can do everything, and he's an uh, ignomatic figure, meaning he's always a question mark because you know he's going to do well, but how does that affect everybody else? Okay, Ian Desmond, supposedly, you know, a pretty good hitter. He was up and down this year. Jason Worth on IR a lot this year. Denard Spann, same deal. You have all you have all this talent, but it's not healthy. In the past, it was the pitching. This this year, the pitching kind of went downhill too because Matt Scherzer was still phenomenal this year, but he didn't have run support in some games. You know, uh, Geo 
he fell off. Um, and Strasburg, he was terrible until the last month of the season. You know, uh, Doug Fisher ended up being their number one guy for a while. And it, 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 what I, here's what I tell you. You need a old school coach, but a new school name. So, but will Kyle can come in and be like his father, and and you know light a fire underneath a, the, the Nationals? I don't think so. Um, can he teach them the fundamentals of baseball? And be great at it? Yes. I would rather see, if you want to be honest, and and this is way way out there, probably not going to happen. I like an Ozzie Gian. I'd like to have an Ozzie Gian Ooh, in there really? as, as the manager. I really would because at least I know he's not going to put up with the, the players' crap and he's going to defend his players when they're on the field or, or you know, on the diamond. I'm not saying Ozzie Gian himself, but a, a, a manager like that because um, I like Matt Williams. Matt Williams shouldn't have been fired, in my opinion. I don't think he should have been fired. But I think uh, management needs to support that manager a little more than what they have done. Because, yeah, you got the pieces, but you gave them a whole bunch of squares to put in circle blocks. And some of them went in, some of them didn't. And the injury bug really, really hurt them this year. But that's still no excuse. They they collapsed after the trade deadline. And Pablo Vaughn was not a good move. Uh, to bring in and kill Drew Sorensen's uh, his his confidence because you got rid of the other closer for Sorensen. You know that's what you did. You let the other closer go in favor of Sorensen. Then you bring in a big figure and and well known pitcher and Pablo Bonds thinks okay, well I deserve to have a little bit more of this, that, and the third, and you kill Sorensen. So the chemistry. They, and they also, they also got rid of my man, Tyler Clipper, which was a terrible, terrible decision. Yeah, Clippers yeah. Clipper still be on the team, man. That was crazy. So I don't blame Matt Williams. I blame the general manager for destroying the chemistry. He's the one that brought in these players and told them, okay, look, Matt, make it work. And sometimes it works like that. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, you, need a, you need a coach like Ozzy who's going to get in everybody's face, no matter who they are, and just tell the truth and just let it go. And, uh, you know, then they might be the bad boys of baseball, but um, I think there'll be a a team that'll be competing every year for the uh, NL East, and uh, we'll see what happens. Okay. Well, you don't think, and this is just a hypothetical. You know, Ozzy Gein is a is a is a wild card. I mean, he, he he you never know what's going to come out of his mouth, when it's going to come out of his mouth, and and that's one of the reasons why he's not coaching right now is because um, his um, ability to put his put insert foot in mouth. Uh, um, and okay. without thinking, so I mean, he may be he may be a he may be a a a decent uh, manager, but um, managing got uh, the, the the baseball team 
and it's not the only only obligation and only responsibility that he has. He's got to talk yes. to the media, and that's that seems to be his big issue: not being able to handle convey, uh, yeah, handle uh, or, or or to be able to um, deal with the media from day to day uh, on a consistent basis without, like I said, put inserting foot in mouth. Well, so. here, here's my last answer to that. Here's my last answer to that. You might not, as I said, you need to eyes again like coach or manager. And I would mm-hmm. say two people. And one is a proven manager. One has never managed but has the mindset to do so. I'm talking about Dusty Baker, who's sitting on TBS's bench right now commentating, and Gary Sheffield. I think Ooh. Gary Sheffield, who has been – uh, a lightning rod yes, he who has. also knows the game, who knows the game, and can talk to the media because he's right now, for the past, I think, three or four years, he's been the media, can actually come in, be one of those managers that automatically gets the respect of the players as well as rival coaches. Because think about it. If you look at it right now, who are the current managers in baseball? All these players that play in the 80s. Okay. And they're being successful at it. So, and I honestly think Sheffield can do that. I honestly think that. So, that's what I got. Um, I'll let you Ooh. guys finish your conversation. If, if you want me to say something else, I'll say something else. Okay. Um, all right. Now, I want to transition from bad boys, guys that didn't achieve, to a team that, in my opinion, uh, overachieved, but had the 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 um, the right formula uh, to for a team to overachieve. And I'm talking about, and it's not because it's it's my team. It's because um, I think the the circumstances and and the moves that they made, along with the pitching that they had, were one of the best pitching staffs in all of baseball, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> And 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 the foundation of any any good team is, is good pitching, and found found some bats to go with the good pitching and took off from there, and find themselves uh, in the playoffs um, against the uh, um, Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, um, I think starting tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but that's not the reason why I'm talking about the Mets. The reason I'm talking about the Mets is because. Uh, supposedly, and I don't think he is. Their ace is uh, uh, is a bad boy. Let me put it that way. Supposedly, he uh, not supposedly he did. Um, first, he wasn't going to pitch, uh, and I know this is a few weeks back, but I'm leading up leading it up to other things. First, he wasn't going to pitch. His agent had advised him that he wasn't. Um, he ran into some not so friendly um, uh, fire with uh, the captain of the team, David Wright. Uh, and uh, they, they backtracked. The uh, management, including um, the uh, manager, wasn't too happy because they, they were going to limit uh, uh, Matt Harvey to a pitch count, which they're still going to do. Um, and he's going to pitch in the uh, playoffs. Um, missed a mandatory, not voluntary, mandatory workout the other day uh, and it wasn't like it was early in the morning. It was like uh, uh, mid-afternoon that he was supposed to be there. And his excuse was he got stuck in traffic. Now, Jeff 
and I, you and I know, okay, um, anytime you go up to the city or up in the North Jersey where you're at, there is a ton of traffic. Um, mid, midday, there is a ton of traffic. In the morning, there's a ton of traffic. In Late in the afternoon, there's a ton of traffic. It's not like traffic is a unique thing in North Jersey or in New York. So being that he, he is this, he, he's not new to New York, it's not like this is the first time he visited New York, and, and it, it's a mid-afternoon workout that you come up with the excuse that you got stuck in traffic. Now, supposedly, supposedly, he was he was up late at night. Supposedly, and I'm not saying he was, but the, uh, I heard that he was up late at night watching the um, a football game. I guess I think it was a late game or whatever it was. Uh, the the uh, Monday night football. I think that's what it was. Um, and and. Uh, Stayed up, I guess, too late or whatever, and and decided that uh, he was above everyone else on the team. And I'm saying that, and I'm a Met fan, and decided to skip the workout, which quite naturally management, including the manager, wasn't too happy about. Later he apologized, which I think was lame. Um, but uh, my th- my my thought is this: I know he's on the Mets this year. I know his contract is coming up maybe next year, the year before, whatever. Um, your thoughts, and I'm going to give this to Jeff first, then to Mike, and then to uh, Victor, on if Matt Har- Harvey, um, he's here this year, is there a possibility that he may not be with the Mets next year because there's there's red, red flags that uh, this guy is really not a team player and he's all about himself? Talk to me, Jeff. You know, I don't follow baseball too much, but I've been hearing things about uh, Harvey. And, uh, you know, I remember when it came out about the innings limit. But this isn't news because I think most notably a a few years ago uh, when Strasburg was coming back from the Tommy John, they were talking about the innings limit. And supposedly that's based on good information from the doctors. It's not something they just pulled out of thin air. Um, Right. But then when it came out about the innings limit, uh, Harvey decided his, the, he changed his mind and decided to pitch, they say, because uh, he didn't like all the static he was getting because of it. The thing is, uh, there should have been some kind of better communication so the Mets could have known that from the beginning of the season. So let's say they could have skipped a few of his starts, so this way it wouldn't have been an issue, you know. Um, but whatever, that was probably mishandled and uh, – you know, he's going to get such a big contract, you know, it's worth playing to safe. But he's a, he's the type of guy, most people are, who cares what people think. Like Barry Bonds, he doesn't care if everybody hates his guts. You know, I don't like Bonds, but at least I respect him for, you know, having a pair. Well, they're probably shrunk from steroids, but <laughs> he does not care if strangers hate him. Like a guy like uh, A-Rod, he, he, he really wants people to like him, but... Bonds, he doesn't care. He's laughing his way all over the bank. Um, so, uh, uh, you know, I, I mean, there's a chance. I mean, from what I hear, you know, the Mets have uh, good young pitching, and, uh, you know, they, the team turned around halfway through the year. It was like a miracle because before mm-hmm. that I kept hearing about how bad their hitting was. And, and I couldn't understand. Usually if you got a weak-hitting team, 
usually you got some speed in defense, and they didn't have that either. You know? Yeah, the worst, they're hitting with worse, worse than the majors. Right, because that, that doesn't make any sense. Because, like, sometimes, you know, what, what did they used to say? It, you, you can't prove it, but what did they say? Uh, 90% of the game is pitching speed and defense. I don't know about 90 That's right. or whatever, but it's it's a good chunk. And if guys aren't hitting, if they can feel well and they can, you know, steal a base or whatever once in a while, you know, you could squeeze in a few runs. You could win. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing is, you know, I mean, uh, this Harvey guy's going to be looking at a zillion-dollar contract when it's up. And, of course, the Mets, you know, they're like the, the Kmart of Major League Baseball teams. So, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the, you know, if there's going to be somebody to trade – it's going to be him because they could probably get something for him. I mean, it might be a little harder, but, you know, is this the guy you're going to invest $100 million in? doesn't sound like it, you know? So yeah. he, he might have made the decision easy for them, and, uh, you know, they, they, they could probably get something for him because uh, pitching is such a premium. What's your thoughts, Mike? Mike's not around. Okay, what, what's your thoughts there, Victor? Well, you know, I can agree with Jeff. Uh, Jeff is full of insight. Love the guy. Uh, but I will say this. Um, the Dark Knight, Matt Harvey, is going to be a Met. Uh, let's just keep it like this. Who's their number two? Okay. You've got, well, let me put it this way. Uh, he, he's really not the number one. Bart- uh, J- Jacob DeGrom is really the number one. Okay. Okay. Jacob DeGrom. But here. You got two young studs, and, and that's it. Because then you got Bartolo Colon and a couple other guys. Um, but oh, you, 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 we, we trade for Cespedes. Mm-hmm. We what? We are you, you're you're a Met now. I know you're a Met fan, but now it's we. Okay, so uh, you got Cespedes. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, David Wright is is uh, aging, but he's the the veteran of the team. You've got uh, old boy. At the top of your lineup, I can't remember his name right now, but he uh, Curtis Granderson, you know, yeah, Curtis Granderson, who's mm-hmm. a great hitter, but he's boomer bust. Um, so what do you do? Who do you sell to your fans other than DeGrom, um, who is a very good pitcher, young guy, uh, might run into some of the same issues Harvey did, but who do you sell to your fans as the big ticket item? You don't do Cespedes because you just traded for him. You got to pay him if he comes back. Um, you don't pay David Wright, and David Wright wouldn't fill seats anymore, not right now anyway. Um, so you pay Harvey, and you make sure Harvey's happy. Is that the best thing to do? Business-wise, yes. Team-wise, maybe not. If you remember, there was a, a pitcher by the name of Black Jack Mulligan or something like that or a McDonald's. <laughs> I can't remember his name, but he pitched for uh, he pitched for the White Sox, and um, and not the wrestler Jeff, but uh, <laughs> but I think you know what I'm talking about. He pitched for the White Sox. People didn't like him in the organization, but he was still an effective pitcher, and that's why he stayed, and that's why he got paid. So only thing I can tell you is Harvey's going to stay a Met, and I'm running out of Mets. So if y'all talking about football, my brother got to bounce. Okay. You're running out of minutes. Okay. Um, all right. We'll go this route then. All right. Right now the game game is about to start. The Houston Texans against the um, 
It started already. I'm sorry. Houston Texans versus the um, uh, Indianapolis Colts with Matt Hasselbeck, who is not sure if he could finish the game. That's a, that's a statement from him because of uh, of his stomach virus. He's not sure if he'd be able to finish the game. They've probably been pumping him full of uh, uh, fluids and everything else. Uh, he was in the emergency room um, on Tuesday or Monday, late Monday night, early Tuesday morning. Um, because of this stomach virus and uh, uh, because Andrew Luck has a sub- sublocation of the shoulder and he uh, won't be able to th- um, play this week. And uh, the Luck fans, I'm going to put it this way, Luck, Luck, yeah, thanks, Jeff. The uh, Luck owners in fantasy <laughs> football are like, you know, and I, I, I text this out. I said Luck fans um, have no luck. Um, with uh, uh, Andrew Luck being um, not playing well the first few games, and then now this, he's got uh, shoulder problems. Uh, I'm going to give it to Vic because he's on short on minutes here. What's your thoughts on Andrew Luck and, and the possibilities of what he's going to be able to do the rest of the season? Here's the deal. Jeff is a brilliant man. He traded you Andrew Luck before the season started. He knew something was up. Um, oh, I have stop, Andrew Luck stop, in the stop, stop. <laughs> I have Andrew Luck in, in, you know, Wolverines in the house league. And luckily I have uh, Alex Smith as my backup mm-hmm. um, because Alex Smith is efficient. Uh, I don't know what he's going to do. Arian Foster is looking pretty good right now. He's been on every I hope he does. I just... Okay. So, you know, uh, every snap except for one play and he's coming in and out. I, I don't know if he's getting his legs or whatever the case may be, but, um, as far as Andrew Luck goes, um, I think he's. You got to look at their their next five games. Their next five games, they only play one losing team. They play every team that's four and zero. Their next five games. Wow. So so whether or not Andrew Luck gets healthy or not, it, it won't even matter. They got Atlanta. They've got the Patriots. They've got Denver. They've got um, I forgot who else is four and zero. But they got all the four and O teams and one 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 and four team, uh, or one and a three team right now coming up. So what they need for Andrew Luck to get healthy is Frank Gore to show up. They need Frank Gore to run the rock and turn them into a Stanford Cardinal team, where Andrew Luck did not have to throw the ball, but what, uh, fifteen times a game until his arm gets better. I know that's going to hurt T. Y. Hilton uh, owners, Dante Moncrief. Andre Johnson and all of them, but that's what they need to do. Double tight, triple tight formations, run the rock. Hasselback's not going to last another game. He's just not. Right now he can't even finish this game. So, uh, you know, I love him. I'm glad to have him, but I would say he did the best. Jeff did the best thing by pawning him off to you and uh, before the season started. So, hey, kudos to Jeff. Unfortunately, you're going to stay number two in the league, and I'll be number one. I'll see you in the championship. No, no. Well, let me put it this way. Um, luckily, <laughs> I, I, I have a, a ample backup. It, it, not a backup, because he's my main um, quarterback now, which is Carson Palmer. So I don't have a, too much of a, a drop-off between uh, Andrew Luck or Carson Palmer. In fact, Carson Palmer right now is my number one quite naturally. Jeff, your thoughts. 
uh, how you ripped me off early to, or, or early before the season started. Talk to me. <laughs> yeah, that's what friends are for, you know. Uh, that, that's nothing. In, in my one league, uh, I, I traded Jordan Reed because I, he was, you know, tearing up the first three games, and I just knew. I'm like, I got to get rid of this guy because yes, he's always yes. hurt. Right? Yes. And I was like, man, I was like, put him on a trading block. I'm like, you could have Jordan Reed. Give me a six pack. I don't care if it's warm, you know. <laughs> so I'm just glad because I had that sense of urgency. So uh, that was a good deal. But I'll tell you, you know, Jerry's looking like quite the expert in the Yahoo and ESPN leagues. Um, I mean, his teams. I think you're the highest scorer in uh, the ESPN league, uh, mm-hmm. and, and both of those teams is like. Even your bench is scoring a lot of points. I'm not. I'm not yep. stroking you. I mean, yep. you 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 you're tearing it up. Uh, Thank you, you know, very much. But uh, you know, we uh, we played each other in both leagues. You know, this weekend and and we split it. Uh, right. And, and it was an ESPN. A couple of my uh, defensive guys left the game early. That gave me a little scare. You know, but mm-hmm. uh, I was able to, you know, still pull it out. And then uh, the Yahoo was a close one. Uh, uh, I Both mean, of them were close. Knicks, yeah. but what? Both of them were close. Yeah, yeah. E- I mean, ESPN, uh, ESPN was closer than the Yahoo. And then they get those stat adjustments. So I was thinking, if you had, you had a guy Monday night, I'm like, well, if he if he has a lousy game and I get a stat adjustment, I might catch a break, you know. But uh, yeah, it didn't happen. So um, the thing I don't understand about the indie quarterback situation is. And there's no reason for an NFL team not to have three quarterbacks. They make right. it easy to have three quarterbacks because you could designate one as the emergency quarterback so it doesn't really take up a roster spot on game day. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to go another route, you can get like a, you know, first, second, third-year guy and have him on the practice squad and he won't take up a roster spot because – you might not need – teams seldomly need three quarterbacks for one game. But over the course of a season, it's not uncommon for a team to need three quarterbacks. And once you've got to play a guy, you just sign off the street. You are screwed. Right. Um, and they signed Josh Johnson right before the game this past Sunday, I guess a couple days before. And then after the game, they cut him. It's like, come on. I mean, luck isn't recovered yet. He's got a 40-year-old backup. So then they just re-signed Johnson again. It's like they should keep Johnson for the rest of the year. I mean, or somebody, you know, uh, uh, you know. so at least they have a chance if they got to put in the third-string guy. I mean, even, you know, when Brett Favre was on that incredible streak in Green Bay, they still had two backups for him. They would even draft guys. But the, the Packers are such a well-run company and that's not an insult you know and they're the only publicly held nfl team they've got very smart people running that team they would uh draft quarterbacks not a high pick but a middle pick they draft quarterbacks to back up Favre, and these guys uh uh you know they look good in the preseason and you know maybe mopping up once in a while for Favre, and then before their contracts would up they trade the guy and get a draft pick and it was uh that was uh their philosophy they did that with hasselbeck uh, they traded uh, Brunel, uh, I think um, Aaron Rodgers, and so on and so forth. I mean, so it wasn't like they were wasting a draft pick on because they didn't know when Favre's streak was going to end. 
but they, you know, draft these good young quarterbacks and then, you know, two, three years later, trade them for a pick. And, uh, and they always had two uh, backups for uh, far. Hey, wh- one year they, uh, in training camp, they have four quarterbacks. One of them was Warner and they had to cut him. Uh, you know, that, yep. that shows how smart the people are running that, that team. So, I don't know why Indy had only two quarterbacks. It, it, it just it doesn't make any sense. Well, I figured they figured they had a a, a iron horse uh, in uh, Luck, in that uh, he very rarely, if at all. Um, uh, if at all, uh, would get hurt. Uh, unfortunately, the last few weeks um, he's been hurt. Um, which is an oddity, and and, and now um, you have to see uh, uh, how long it's going to take for him to get halfway healthy. After this game, they have uh, what uh, uh, ten days for their next next game. And, and, uh, one report you get something wrong with his pants. The next report you see is something's wrong with his rotator cuff. The next report you hear is that he's been practicing all week. They haven't said the tweet that he hasn't thrown the football all week. I don't know why they had the information. That sounds like to me that something maybe is torn, and Andrew Luck is going to be out a lot longer than people think. Well, thanks, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, I, that, I'm saying that sarcastically. Um, uh, hey, you have to wait and see. You know, you, you know that uh, uh, most of these teams, if not all of them, don't give you the straight, straight story. Uh, they give you. What, I mean, it, just, it's just, been, it's uh, been just weird enough. with him all week. It's been a, just a, one story after another after another. It's been weird with him. And you, you think you got it bad. I started with Tony Romo. He's out. Andrew Luck was my backup. He's out. Oh. Oh. So let me ask you something. I don't know what league this you're, uh, you're to, what league and team that, that you're in. Excuse Parley me? Parley. Well, you can put the um, just like my, my Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> you can put uh, the you can put the you probably have them on the IR. I think you do have an IR spot, and you uh, uh, you got to pick up somebody. You know, I I do have Carson Palmer sitting on my bench um, in the Parlay Palace, if I'm not mistaken, and he's readily available. But uh, it's going to cost you, my man. <laughs> <laughs> He's readily available. I got Aaron Rodgers, and hopefully Aaron Aaron doesn't go down. But um, I do have Carson Palmer sitting there. So if if you feel froggy, uh, take a leap and uh, uh, bring a bring a trade or two on and see what happens. You never know. You never know. All, I'm all a, I have, I, I, I am I not is a player for trade. All I have is injured players for trade. Well, you know, don't, not, that's not necessarily true there, Mr. Uh, Mr. Wright. Um, you just have to be a little creative. Um, I, am, I am a guy that's not afraid to make moves, um, and I, I, I do like uh, trading and believe in wholeheartedly in fair trading. Um, uh, if you see some of the trades, including Jeff and I, uh, or Victor and I, or anybody else that's in the same league that I'm in, uh, my trades that, that I uh, agree to or put out there, I try to be as equal and fair as possible because um, it, you got to give to get. Let me put it that way. I, I, that's one of my models when I trade. You got to give to get. 
you want to get somebody and you're looking to uh, um, try to improve your team and you see somebody on your on on somebody else's um, team that uh, can help you, you got to give some to get some. So and so, uh, I'm not afraid to make moves that most people think are um, head scratchers. So uh, sometimes it bites me in the ass, uh, like the Andrew Luck and Le- Le'Veon Bell. But it is what it is. I mean, sooner or later, I, I do believe that Andrew Luck is going to come back to. Uh, hopefully, he comes back to Andrew Luck type of form. But that's that's the chance you take when you do trades. Um, a, you know, and any player, regardless of um, how sturdy they've been over the years or over the season, it only takes one play, one second in one play to get hurt. Um, I love Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, he's been one of, probably be one of the most uh, steadiest quarterbacks going. I was shocked when he got hurt because he's been one of the most durable quarterbacks um, in all of uh, the NFL, including fantasy. And he went down. I know that hurt a lot of people in fantasy. I know it, Andrew Luck hurt a lot of people in fantasy. Um, Tony Roto, he, he hasn't been the most sturdiest, but um, he's one of the best fantasy quarterbacks, believe it or not, in uh, um, in fantasy. When he went down, that hurt a lot of people. So, um, but you know, if you trade for these guys, uh, you got to. Anybody can get hurt, like I said. I, uh, I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that, Jeff. I'll hand it off to you and see if you have any thoughts you know, on what I just said. Go ahead. Uh, in the ESPN League, there was that guy who drafted quarterbacks. You see, that, yep. now the draft, it was, you know, a month and a half ago. It feels like it was 10 years ago. And yep. that guy drafted quarterbacks the first three rounds. Yeah. Um, I think he tried to do auto programming, and that, that uh, from what I understand, it's it's easy to screw up. So he had, uh, I think, Rodgers, um, uh, Breeze, and uh, Peyton Manning. Those were his first three picks, and it kind of s- screwed up a little because it, it, it kind of created a run on quarterbacks, yep. you know. And, and I didn't get who I wanted, but at least I ended up with somebody who's been – pretty good, Eli, because right. I didn't want to reach. Um, right. Because it was like around, you know, I kind of had a little plan around 50 or 60. All the guys I had rated around then, like I think it was uh, Cam Newton and Roethlisberger, boom, long gone. You know? Right. Uh, right. And, and at least I got a good value on uh, Eli. It worked. But I mean, first three picks, boom. And then I tried making a deal with the guy and uh Considering he was, you know, you could only start one of those three guys. Yep. Uh, he wanted way too much, whatever, no problem, you know. Um, but you were able to make it. Did, didn't you get uh, Rodgers from him? I got Rodgers for two yeah. two uh, wide receivers, yes. Yeah. Yep. And, um, yeah, he, he wanted way too much. And it's hard to trade in that league because of the roster maximums. Um, that that's, makes it difficult. Um you know, I made him offers for Breeze, but he, he wanted too much. Uh, but, hey, I'm, you know, because the thing is, I mean, yeah, he should get, you know, value for those guys, even if he's got three, you know, I don't think Peyton Manning's elite anymore, but he's got three upper-tier uh, quarterbacks. But, you know, sometimes you're not going to get 100% full retail on that, you know? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. 
And that, but, that's the thing with quarterbacks. You, unless you're in the super flex league, you can only start one. Uh, but at least if you got good guys, you can get something for them. You know, um, I mean, if you drafted three lousy quarterbacks and like if you really screwed up in the first three rounds, then it'd be a problem. But uh, you know, uh, but I'll tell you, you know, uh, you know this this week the big fantasy story is with the the daily leagues, the FanDuel and the DraftKings, which I was always yep. suspicious of them. And uh, you know, I was I knew, as well. Uh, I was. <laughs> I was like the mafia was working their way to national TV. You know, they. Uh, I, I always had suspicion. I mean, I kind of do something similar. It's. Uh, I call it the one and done league. You know, every week you start whoever you want, but you can only start them once a year. So, um, I, I like that league a lot. So I think playing in that league might develop skills for doing the daily, but. I don't know. I just never was into doing the daily thing, and now it's uh, now I'm really not into it um, because uh, you know these things can be manipulated. You know. That's true. What's your thoughts, um, Mike? Uh, same as the Jokers. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that now. Now, suppose. And, and this is the problem. Um, that guy won a three hundred fifty thousand, uh, doing uh, supposedly with insider information. Um, and, and he worked for DraftKings, and he went over to FanDuel to um, put in his um, his uh, lineup. And, and like I said, he won three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Now um, there was a hearing, I think, uh, with the Attorney General in New York. I think it was. I think it was New York, uh, with both of them, who supposedly put in safeguards and, and and forbade uh one of them i think draftkins draftkings or it was the fan the one of them um forbade the uh their employees to put any um to participate in the competition uh at all and safeguards to um shut down um inside inside excuse me insider insider data uh before the game start now, tell you the truth, um, I'd like to know what kind of insider data that they they accumulate that uh, would help them um, create the 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 um, optimum lineup. Uh, I'm really interested in what type of um, insider information that is, because uh, that's got to be some stuff stuff injury reports or how uh, the game plan or. or I, who knows what the heck it you know is? What I, no, um, excuse me. I think it's it's they had access to see who percentage wise what guys are getting started and what aren't, and this way you could kind of see the bargains. And in these leagues, I guess one of the ways you win is by starting a guy who could do well who isn't being started by a lot of other people. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I explained right. that right. So. You know, it's kind of like that in the one-and-done league. If you could find, like, a, a deep sleeper, and sometimes you don't know how deep of a sleeper it is. You don't know who else is starting a guy. But, it, wow, it would be great if you could see, hey, this guy's projected for 10 points, but only 1% of the people are starting him. Boom. There you go. There's your insider information. And, and, and the just point, that's the big thing that they were pumping up on the commercial. Can you find a deep sleeper? 
Yeah, you, you yeah, and uh wow. I, I just I just find it interesting. Well, let me put it this way. It, it's a billion dollar industry now. It uh doubled or tripled from last year. Um quite naturally no, that's, because that's, well, over. That's, that's over with. The regulations are coming. That, yep. I don't see that lasting another uh, one or two years. That that's getting shut down. Well, I do believe you're right there, Mike. Uh, um, I, I do believe that, um, especially this, um, because of how much money, especially when the NFL gets involved in it, uh, along with uh, the other major sports, because uh, all these um, these uh, sites, FanDuel and uh, DraftKings being the top two, um, have multiple sports, uh, boxing, uh, the all the major major uh professional sports including um uh MMA uh golf i mean it, it, they're into everything every sport if you if you're able to put put a lineup together you're able to uh, uh participate on FanDuel and DraftKings and uh put a lineup uh put your hard earned money down regardless of what what amount it is and uh, uh go go against a, a group of people and uh, like they're doing in football each weekend, there's a million-dollar winner supposedly every week um, in football. So uh, I, I do believe that it took something like this, unfortunately, that it's going to get um, the the uh, um, big brother involved and, and uh, uh, get regulated in somehow and, and uh, going to have to pay – Whatever they pay to the federal government, include and, and then some, um, and uh, it's going to get curtailed um, um, more than it than, than it has well more than it's been in the past. That's for sure, because uh, more eyes are on it uh, because of this scandal that some jerk or jerks decided to to get greedy, and it always only takes one to get greedy. And uh, um, uh, put have eyes that you don't want on it, on it, and uh, they had to go in front of the uh, state, state state attorney, like I said. Um, but I think that's just the icing on the um, just the just the tip of the, tip of the iceberg, I should say. So and, uh, and another point that I that I found interesting, I, I learned this maybe two or three days ago. I didn't realize that Major League Baseball has an equity stake in DraftKings. Excuse me? Major League Baseball, they have an equity stake in DraftKings. Well, I can believe it. I, I, the, 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 uh, Major League Baseball, and if I'm not mistaken, so does uh, the um, uh, uh, NFL. Um, they have a uh, – um, they get some nice dollars uh, – from the uh, DraftKings, and I, you know, I don't, I don't know how much FanDuel they probably get them from both of them, but I think DraftKings is advertised a lot uh, on the NFL Network, uh, and uh, I, you got to believe they uh, NFL's got their hand in it till looking to get some get paid from um, get paid from um, DraftKings and, and these other uh, sites uh, like FanDuel, so. You know, like I said, it's a, it was a billion-dollar industry. They're making a few billion, uh, and I guess it, I think it's about doubles. I saw some numbers, not numbers, but I saw an article that it doubled from last year. Then quite naturally, 
you, you guys see uh, uh, on these sports stations like ESPN, Fox Sports, um, um, the NFL Network, uh, you can't go 10 minutes without seeing several commercials of either DraftKings or FanDuel. Um, no, that, so that's been cut it, back now, though. They, ESPN, they made them cut it back. But I know on uh, Sunday I saw that commercial. Every commercial break, they yep. were running the DraftKings promo. I was like, Jesus. I mean, I, excuse me, I, I, I thought of that before the scandal broke. I'm like, you know, sometimes I swear with commercials, they oversaturate. It's yep. like, I'm not kidding. Like, you don't want to show the same commercial during every break because that's not advertising. That's harassment. I'm not kidding. <laughs> they they got to cut that out because yeah. I'm thinking to myself, I have no plans of doing this, but now on principle, I'm avoiding them because I don't need to be reminded every five minutes. Oversaturation. Yeah. That, that's the mild that works, Jeff. The mild that works. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I, I totally agree with you, Jeff. Uh, I, uh, um, you know, I, but I, but like I said, these uh, major sports are getting uh, huge dollars from um, these these sites to advertise, and w- the more advertisement they make, quite naturally, the more money they make. And if you you're saying that there's a chance someone each week can win a million dollars, especially the football season where there's a lot of um, big-time wagering on football games. Um, this is just another way to to, to uh, wager on it that uh, um, you're going to get big dollars because all these uh, pro, pro um, professional organizations uh, and now it's football are greedy, very greedy, and they see dollar signs that are be made, can be made. Um, they're gonna they're going to allow it. Now they may have to curtail it because it, it's bad PR if if it's perceived that it's not only up and up. Um, and uh, uh, and and they're they're in bed with these uh, organizations. So uh, it is what it is. Uh, right now, it's about a minute or so left in the first quarter. And with uh, Indianapolis ahead of the uh, Houston Texans, um, uh, uh, three to nothing, and I think it's second and goal, and, and Houston is on the fourth. On the, oh, Indianapolis is on Houston's four, if I'm not mistaken. Am I right about that? First down, Indianapolis, Andre Johnson over the middle. Andre John, you should have uh, known, you know. Uh, you should have known. Let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. And, and someone just dropped. I had Andre Johnson on one of my rosters, and I and I and, and I traded him away a few days ago. And I should have known that Andre Johnson was going to get fed the football because this is his old team. And what do we always see? When a, a player who's been with a team for such a long time, has been a named player, and then he comes back and plays, um, he has—I wouldn't say he has a big game, but um, he gets a chance, and he got his chance to score a touchdown, and that's exactly what happened. So, um, all those guys who dropped Andre Johnson, this is probably the one week out of the season 
that you should have played Andre Johnson, and I, I got to fall prey to that for the simple fact is this was, this is a revenge type of thing that he wants to go, to go against his team, and he just scored a touchdown. So it is what it is. So now they're up 10 same, nothing. They're, yeah, they're up 10 nothing. That's the same throw that we can revisit Monday night that Matthew Stafford should have made the golden tape to end that game in the Seattle. Golden Tate was wide open over the middle, and he chose to go to Megatron. Damn shame. Well, let's talk about that. we got about three minutes left in the show, and uh, the Detroit Lions, we don't have any Detroit Lions fans on here. Um, I feel for them. Um, they're on four now. Um, they had a ch- shot to beat the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. I don't know what it is about that portion of the end zone, Um or, or the Seattle in Seattle type of uh, persona. But Calvin Johnson stretches for the end zone. Um, Cam Chancellor punches it out. And K.J. Wright, and with the ref, it, it, I mean, you couldn't have a more perfect picture <laughs> and angle of the ref looking straight down the end, the back of the end zone. Not like he was in a bad position. He was in perfect position. And anybody with any kind of sense saw Cam, uh, not Cam Chancellor, but K.J. Wright purposely knocked that ball out and called it a touchback, which, it, which, is, which is mind-boggling to me, which is absolutely mind-boggling. And not award that ball uh, because he he pushed it out illegally to the um, Detroit Lions who would have had it on the half-yard line, uh, and, and they get ripped off even though quite naturally people are going to say Calvin Johnson should have held on to the ball. But things happen, and you don't want the ref dictating who, who had the possibility of winning the game, which did happen. And I do believe Detroit would have scored because it was a minute – uh, it was it was almost two minutes left in the game. Unbelie- I don't know what you guys think, but that was like one of the worst calls. And I think the uh, um, um, Dean Blandino said that that guy was going to, in so many words, get get reprimanded severely. I don't know what you guys thought of that freaking call, but that was like one of the worst. Talk to me, Jeff. But it didn't have to come to that. Matthew Stafford. I don't know what's going on with him this season, but he's not seeing the field like he's supposed to. If you go back to that play, go to YouTube, go to that play, you will see Golden Tate makes the break across the middle, and he's wide open. I don't know why Spazza chose the four-speed Megatron. I think Megatron makes, what, $100-something million? But you got to mm-hmm. make the, the smart football play. you got to see the field in that situation. What's I just your thoughts, Jeff? Man, he, he, he's, he's falling off. You know, I mean, uh, the refs get paid pretty good money for part-time work, and usually NFL refs, compared to the other pro sports, are pretty good, but they really screwed it up. Um, and uh, I don't know. It seems like Seattle gets a lot of breaks. You know, maybe it's because uh, their owner's the wealthiest uh, NFL owner. Who knows? Okay, well, we come to the end of the show, and, and I'm going to ask you guys if you got something that you want to push out, push out there before we uh, uh, call it a wrap and, and uh, go watch the end of this game 
and enjoy the weekend of football. Talk to me, uh, Mike. Uh, I just want to play it to the, the, the football guys, please. I mean, every week you take away two or three of my Cowboys. Please fast this week. We're playing New England. Let, let, let our guys finish the game, please. I'm tired of seeing the ambulance come on the field for all my guys like a mad football game. Let let our whole team just get through this game and get through next week's game with no injury. That's, that's all I ask for. I pray to you. I, I, I beg of you, football guys. I beg of you. Talk to me, Jeff. Well, I'm just shaking my head because uh, the Houston defense should be ashamed of themselves for giving up 10 points in the first quarter. Uh, uh, that That's all I can think of. <laughs> okay. With that being said, uh, I want to thank you guys for joining me. What's that? Take the jersey off. Take the no, no, I can't take the jersey. I take the jersey <laughs> off when it, when it's time to go to bed, man. Um, for, for right now, I, I wore it to the end. I, I, what can I tell you? Um, and I, it's a it's a uh, area enforcer, and I think he hasn't been doing too much already. So we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully, we can turn this around. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, he runs the play, he comes out. Uh, it looks like he's having knee trouble. Oh, don't say that. Please don't say that. I, I, I just traded for him um, uh, yesterday. I think I just got him yesterday in, 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 in just a, his first uh, first real game back. Hopefully he can uh, do something. I, I do have his backup, Alfred Blue. He, that's not saying too much, but I do have his backup just in case. I don't have no, I'm not, he's not in the lineup. But I have his backup just in case he he goes down. Uh, I'm not uh, um, stuck without a, a running back uh, in that offense. Um, anyway, uh, thanks for joining, uh, Jeff. You got anything to say? I'm sorry. Uh, no, I'm good. Uh, thanks okay. for tuning in. Yeah, uh, I want to thank all who've been been uh, listening to our, uh, us rant and rave and and go back and forth. Uh, enjoy the uh, rest of tonight. Hopefully uh, the the fantasy gods will um, bless you tonight and enjoy the um, rest of the uh, weekend, uh, uh, Sunday, and also Monday night. Hopefully the fantasy gods will um, bless you on those two days also and you come out with a win um, at the end of Monday night. Tune in tomorrow, uh, not tomorrow, tune in next week, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Thursday, like we always hear, the FSP Cruise Show. I'm JT, a.k.a. The Master, and quite naturally, Jeff the Joker, my fellow Jersey guy, and also uh, Mike Wright down in the uh, Washington, D.C. area. We make up the crew, and we always kick it on Thursday night. That being said, uh, we're out of here. See ya. Yeah. It's Mr. Encore. Fantasy, sports, and politics. Crew. Yeah. Check. Fantasy, sports, and politics.